Welcome to the Inner Dominatrix Podcast, the show that gets you stepping into your bold, sexy, fun-filled life. And as always, I have another exciting guest for you. But just before I introduce you to the amazing Julie Ward, I want to remind you about the program that's going on right now that I'm running. And it is an ongoing program. So for those of you who have been feeling like you're in this never-ending loop of that I just can't seem to feel better about myself or, you know, the money situation never seems to clear up, the weight situation never seems to clear up. Those kinds of things could be symptoms of sexual trauma that has been unresolved. Maybe you've gotten to the point where things are pretty good, you're functioning, you're, you know, out in the world, but it's still showing up. And so the program that I'm running actually releases the trauma at a deep, deep cellular level so that when you show up in the world, you're bold and you're not afraid to be seen for who you really are. So check out the show notes for the link to that program because it is epic and it's only $39 a month. I can't believe I'm doing it this cheap. Okay. Now, what we're really here for is to have this great discussion with Julie Ward. So Julie, now I know you and I think you're amazing. And I want you to just quickly introduce yourself to my audience so that they can fall in love with you too. Aw, thank you, Dana. That's so wonderful to say that you love me. I love you too. <laughs> Aw, it's a love fest I, I today. I really, 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 really do. Yay. <laughs> so Julie falling in love with herself. What I love about myself and the work that I do is I'm an intimacy and relationship coach. And I focus on the genre of uh, parts integration. Uh, so it was really um, interesting when I... Um, reintroduced myself to you and about um, how you're coming out as the inner dominatrix. And for me, the work that I do is about the masculine and the feminine and the marrying of those two and, and possibly rescripting them so that they are benevolent and kind and powerful um, in a way that serves um, love so I am what I will call uh, a love warrior. I believe in fiercely loving oneself, fiercely loving those things that are near and dear to your hearts, your relationships, your family, and life itself. So mm. that, that's what I stand for. Uh, it, see, that's what I love. It's, it's mm. you, you just, when you start talking about that, you light up. And, and really, you know, if people get and they dig down into becoming their own love warrior, that is, it's like showing up fully, showing up authentically. It's how I describe it. But I, you know, that love warrior is just, it's so juicy. It's such a great topic. It is. Um, it is. And I, I never claimed it, you know, that, uh, uh, Dana, I did not claim that for the longest time, but then the was other people um, calling me a warrior, and I, I couldn't see myself like that for a while, or I, I refused to. Oh, God. <laughs> oh no, not me, little underdog over here, right? <laughs> I know. We often want to ignore the things that everybody else is like, you're so this. It's like, uh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, me hum- Let me be humble, really. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's always a journey. So, you know, we wanted to, to dive into this um, this exploration that you touched on mm-hmm. about the masculine and feminine energy because 
I see so many people doing the the fierce, you know, feminine, feminine power and hear me, I am woman, hear me roar and let me yeah. bash every man in sight. And it just breaks my heart because there's so much more. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get you to describe how do you see the definition of masculine and feminine energy? All right. So first off, we'll look at the, the masculine. So there's two Within each of us, every person, I don't care what your gender is or what your sexual orientation is, we have these, we live in a world of duality, masculine and feminine. And in context of um, our human beingness, um, the masculine is that part of us which is the witness, the pure consciousness, our awareness. When you go to sleep at night and just before you doze off, you're aware that you're falling asleep. And when you wake up, you're aware you're waking up. So it's, your, it's pure consciousness. And that masculine part of us, that conscious part of us, is um, unchanging. Who you are when you were born in that pure consciousness does not, has not changed until this moment in time either. It's just pure awareness. And how the principles that I, I've come to learn through my spiritual and sexual teachers is the masculine is that part of us that is the, with that consciousness, that mindfulness, um, is the, the thinker, the plotter, the planner, the doer, the thinker. It is the action and the movement forward. It is the assertion. It's the, it's, it's the part of us that is driven and penetrates the, the, the world we live in. So that's the masculine aspect of who we are and I generally like to think of that masculine as being above the shoulders it's in the the head Um, Mm. some people associate it with ego which is a whole different separate thing I'm talking about pure light consciousness pure awareness I love that description Mm. um, because it really takes it out of this gender thing and -hmm. I know you know we've had discussions within the um you know, Facebook group, the access mm-hmm. your inner dominatrix and, mm-hmm. and people tend to get all, get their knickers in a knot and thinking that you're talking masculine meaning male mm-hmm. and, and that somehow masculine and feminine energy excludes people who are um, gender neutral or you know, what are the yeah. terms? I'm, I'm probably out of date Cis on the terms. Gender, yeah. Cisgender. Yeah. 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 Right. So let's dive in on the other side and how would you describe the feminine energy? Mm. The feminine energy lives in the body. She is here, and I say she with a capital S just to explain this, but she is the creative life force within us. She is that light body. She is pure energy. She is energy in motion. She is emotion. Her role here is to experience everything that life has to give. And her power is that creative force. She births life. She gives life. She can take life as well because she's that powerful. But her role is to be in the experience of everything. And she is more allowing and accepting life to shape her. So she is formless. And she will take the shape of whatever is coming her way. That is so good. Uh, in- and it just, you know, I have to say, like, again, you, you light up 
when you dive into these topics and how you bring those concepts to, for me, you, you bring the energy and the essence of it really into the description. And I had goosebumps as you're describing each of them. I'm like, oh, this is so good. They're they're juicy. And Mm -hmm. and the thing is, there's a continuum of, if we look at, like I I had said, we have both of these energies and these essences and gifts in each, the masculine and the feminine, within one, one body. And within that genre and that spectrum, it's the masculine and the feminine is on the continuum. If you look at the... Mm -hmm. If you look at the, 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 the far spectrum of the masculine, that is, is, is aggression. If you look at the other far ex, um, extreme of the feminine, where she is so wide open, so allowing of anything to take her to places where she can't go herself, she's an extreme victim. Mm. So it's a continuum. It's about... One, we don't want to move out to those extreme opposites where we are aggressors. We want to be assertive and we want to penetrate our world with purpose. And yet, we, don't, we also want with the feminine, we want to be allowing, we want to be in flow, we want to be accepting and, and, and feel surrendered in all of life. And yet we don't want to be victimized by it either. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. And, you know, it's, it's, it can be a delicate balance for people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I'm thinking, you know, if there's, you know, if some of our listeners are maybe new on this mm-hmm. journey, and this is, you know, I know a lot of the listeners that this is old hat for, mm-hmm. for people, but there are some people that listen that it's like, whoa, this is kind of, you know, a little out there. Mm-hmm. But where do you, where do you steer people as far as starting to find that balance between the masculine and feminine so that your life flows with more ease and you're not feeling this, mm-hmm. you know, um, dual personality, split personality happening in your body? Right, right. Um, so I think the very first step is to really self-identify who and, and what capacities or gifts are in your masculine qualities and again, the masculine is the plotter, the planner, the doer, the thinker, the action-oriented taskmaster. Um, the masculine gets shit done. Mm. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> and when that masculine is doing that, operating in service of the feminine and understanding that the feminine is all about love, all about life and connection. When the masculine is the servant to the inner feminine, which loves love, then that's a healthy masculine. When a masculine is operating out of fierce, okay, I have mm-hmm. to do this because there's a, there's a consequence or I'm, I'm afraid I'm afraid I'm not going to have money to pay the bills or I'm afraid I'm going to get fired or I'm afraid of whatever, the dark. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> when the masculine is operating out of fear, that's, that those are qualities of the masculine you don't want running the show. Um, what I find in a lot of times is we blueprint how our inner masculine and inner feminine um, behave in the world um, uh, based on um, our early childhood blueprints of what a, a, a masculine is. And most people will identify with, with men, young men that, that perhaps raised them, fathers, grandfathers, aunt, uncles, brothers, and, and, and such. Same thing on the feminine side, could be mothers, grandmother, whoever were your primary caregivers. If those 
aspects if the, in the masculine, if the masculine was um, like a macho jerk, you know, you go back mm-hmm. to um, before the feminist movement where men were, uh, were very uh, paternalistic, macho jerks and submissive housewives. Yes, dear. Right? Right. <laughs> Those were your models about being very passive and, and, and a doormatish type of uh, feminine creature, weaker. Um, if that was your blueprint, then it's very possible that the blueprints you have in the feminine would be in that genre as well. That feminine is, is people pleasing and feminine is is weak feminine is um, not voicing your opinion um being more of a peasant than a priestess um Mm. and the masculine could be more of a a domineering aggressor critical uh um, type of a persona so part of it is the self-identifying who you who your masculine qualities are and then re-scripting them so that you become integrated with a benevolent masculine and a and a healthy benevolent feminine so they marry together in a place that's actually very healthy and powerful very powerful collaborative marriage nice mm. I, you know and i love this and and for me i've done so much work in digging into both the masculine and the feminine and exploring those energies because i i love the polarity i love playing in the mm-hmm. the diversity of it and finding that that marriage where they support each other mm-hmm. and at the same time i'm just thinking you know for the listener it's like what what kind of practical application things is like, cause we're giving them lots of stuff for their brain to dig into and the soul mm-hmm. to connect to. And what do you have any concrete things that you give people to get them started on this journey? Yes. Yes, I do. So one of the um, tools in, in that I, that I've used is, is for people to understand what their, their, their best selves are, both in the masculine and the feminine. So I will have somebody take a piece of paper and write down three men that they admire for whatever reason. It could be a, a teacher, a doctor, a husband, a, a, you know, any, any three people, living or dead. It could be Jesus or Buddha. And, and then in each of those, for each of those three men, write down the qualities that you love and admire about them to begin mm, with. I love that. Yeah. And then from there, you look at the common through the three different, and you could do four or five, depending on how deep you want to go with this. Um, then cross-reference to see where those values are. I love that they were kind. I love that they were gentle. I love I loved that they uh, took charge. I love they supported, you know, whatever those qualities are. Um, and those are the qualities that to start – um, embellishing and honoring within yourself because those are the things that you stand by and the mm. same thing on the feminine side to do that same type of a chart about the qualities that you love in the feminine now a lot of times people when they have disassociated and, and maybe chopped off one or the other let's say in this case the feminine I don't like women I don't even know any powerful women I've never met a powerful woman in my life. <laughs> you know, like I'm just making this up, right? Yeah. <laughs> but if, if there was such a, um, a disassociation, cutting off of the feminine, I don't know any feminine women that I like because they're all weaklings. Mm. Whatever that disassociation is. Then I would have them do a, a different exercise. And one of those exercises is 
um, I call it the wronging versus longing list. So again, taking a, a sheet of paper, splitting it down the middle on the left-hand side, put the word wronging. How do you wrong? What are you wronging women for? What are you wronging the feminine for? Well, they're weak. They're submissive. They're um, uh, uh, indecisive. They're chatterboxes. They're emotional. They're emotion. Yes, emotional. Oh my god. <laughs> Dramatic, traumatic, mm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and the list goes on. All the yes. things that you just don't like about the feminine, right? Mm. So you all the things you wrong the feminine for, and then on the right hand side, which is the longing side. Well, if you didn't have emotion, if you, if you if you didn't like emotional, what would you want more of? Well, I'd I'd, I'd love more love i'd love more stability so these are things where we start bridging the gap between the difference between okay so there's emotion that you've made wrong but what if what if emotion could be expressed in a loving way that's awesome so drawing correlations between what you would want more of instead of the wronging yeah and it doesn't and this is not a, a black and white you don't say I want less emotion. That's not the answer. No. <laughs> no. So it's about, you know, and, and it's a step-by-step process where, they, where you, the, you start bridging the gap between what's wrong and what you want more of and then start doing the inner work to, to, to bridge that gap between those two places, which is another set of practices altogether. And I don't really think we've got all the time here to talk yeah. about all that. <laughs> I know, like that could, that could be a whole other topic on its own. Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. But that's, it's brilliant because, you know, even, even if you're not, you know, like you could take this tool mm-hmm. and, and apply it to a lot of different things. I love yeah. this idea of, you know, it's like, what are you making wrong? And, and it can be a reflection of, it's such a reflection of you when you mm-hmm. list out what do you not like about the feminine or what do you not like about the masculine? Because when we're not embracing all of us, including you know all of our masculine and all of our feminine, when we don't embrace all of it, then we get into those parts and pieces like you talked about. You know, it's it's to come back to a wholeness and feeling like a whole individual. Right. Yeah. Absolutely, Dana. Yeah. It's a piece here that has just popped into my head right now about this embracing the all of it and. You know, I, I see a lot of people on spiritual journeys and quests wanting to become more self-aware, more self-loving, more enlightened, more of, of something that's good, right? And I want to take out the good and the bad out of this, out of this, what I'm going to say next, because there, to me, there is no, well, there is evil in the world, but most cases, there's not good and, and, and bad within us. Um, there's light and there's dark. Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially in the, the genre of, 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 you know, S&M and, and BDSM and all that, there's this light and this dark energies that, 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 are, that we play with and we play in that genre, right? Yeah. And what I find about people is that uh, people want more light. They want, they want the good stuff. And to the avoidance of, 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 our, our, of our shadow selves, our, our dark um, nature at times, the parts that are either angry or heavier or more in, lustful, let's say, um, 
these energies that we call dark energies, we must embrace those well because there is no such thing. And I think I've, I've spoken to you before about the, if you look at the, I use the image of the yin and yang symbol where there's half of it is, is mm-hmm. light and half of it is dark and black, right? And it's a circle. And as human beings, we are full spectrum. We're 100% whole, just like a circle. And we can't aspire for more light without expanding that range of darkness. We are limited by our range to explore those taboos and those, those beliefs that we don't want to look at or those, those aspects of who we are that are perhaps even distasteful to ourselves. Like, oh, I'm, ne- mm. I'm never angry. I've had coaches say to me, oh, we don't do anger. That's just not a coaching way. <laughs> You're like, oh, really? oh, yeah, let's stuff that in our <laughs> rear end, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a coach. We don't get angry here. And I'm going, ah, okay. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know, so the degree that we can embrace those things that are uh, – less than stellar, let's say, I'll call them that, <laughs> below <Yeah>. the lines, <laughs> you know, that we can embrace those and accept those is the, the degree that we're going to expand fully, full range, both in the light and in the dark. Absolutely. I am, I am so with you with that. I find mm-hmm. that the more I have space for the full range of my emotions without making any of it wrong, yes. the easier it is to be in, in my body. And I find that I've gotten to this amazing place where, you know, I can be in the midst of a rage, a really good rage. And there's a piece of me that's like having a, a, such a shit giggle. Like seriously, I am yeah. laughing at myself while I am raging. It's hilarious mm-hmm. because I don't, I don't make it wrong. I'm not trying to push it away. Yeah. And it doesn't last very long because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't try to force it into my body anywhere exactly and it's when we try to either stuff things down and repress them or shun them or pack them away someplace hidden in our bodies or or our psyches that's when they get stuck and energy needs to move it needs to Mm -hmm. otherwise it does get stuck and it causes um kinks um not the kind of kinks that you like (laughs) (laughs) not the good king (laughs) well these are bad yeah you're a good king these are these are what i would call bad kings yes where they're blocking the flow of energy and people end up um, when they're suppressed and holding these energies in, they become these dark tight places in, in the psyche and in the body yeah. and those, that tightness won't allow in the light. It won't allow in the flow of abundance. Um, and, so it, and, it, and it causes um, more contraction and closures both yeah. psychically, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Mm-hmm. And it's those types of things that are trapped in the body that, you know, the program that you mentioned at the top of the show with releasing sexual trauma and stuff, again, these are, these are places where people have shoved things down because they didn't want to deal with them or perhaps it wasn't time. There wasn't, right. there wasn't the safety to deal with them. And yeah. There wasn't the, the support you know, to very, deal with these, these very things. Very often. So, yeah. yeah. I had a friend describe it as um, energetic tumors. That get created. Mm-hmm. The more we shove it down, 
then it's like gets compacted in. And then you think about, you know, a tumor on a physical level Um, creates all kinds of disruption in the body. Yeah. And it's the same thing energetically, emotionally, when we stuff things in, then we're not functioning at optimal capacity and it shows up. Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. Okay. We could totally talk for hours on this subject and more. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know we could because you and I, you are so aligned on, you know, how we see things, how, how we are wanting to open up people to really integrate more and embrace Mm -hmm. both their light and their dark, both their masculine and feminine Mm -hmm. so that they have a broader experience and a a deeper Mm -hmm connection to consciousness. It's so mm-hmm. exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So where can people find you if they want to, you know, dig in and work a little bit deeper with you? Mm. Well, I have a website. It's julieboard.com. So people are welcome to go there. I've got videos, podcasts, some interviews, some articles and things like that, just to get a, a, a taste of Julie but not that big a taste. <laughs> uh, Fabulous. You know, I call them love bites. I call them love bites. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so you can have a nibble or two. Um, so you can reach me that way. And I'm also um, have a presence on Facebook. I just opened up a business page, so, um, which is Julie Ward Love Warrior on Facebook. Yay. Yay. So check that out. I'll be um, doing more uh posts and things along that line. I've got some programs coming up. Um, so I do workshops, um, wild women's circle workshops, which is a feminine embodiment of the wild nature within women that doesn't get to be expressed so fully out in the world half the time mm. or more than half the time. <laughs> yeah. Most of the time. So Yeah. So it's a place just to be ourselves as women. Um, and I do a lot of private coaching as well, Dana. Ah, fantastic. Mm -hmm. Julie, it has been uh, seriously a delight for me. This, this topic is, it warms my heart and, and it's such a a passion for me to get this message out into the world. So I am delighted that you came on and well, actually that you poked me and said, we need to talk about this. (laughs) So thank you. (laughs) Well, you're more than welcome. I, when I saw, you know, you as, as the inner dominatrix, I saw that as that empowered masculine and feminine blended and married together Mm. and I I really sat back and had to think about that marriage that you've created between your masculine and feminine to be this empowered and powerful woman that you are Um, so it was it was a worthy thing for me to to reach out to you to, to have this conversation oh thank you this has been a little love fest I love it well yeah fierce love fierce love yeah Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Julie. Thank you. Okay. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in to The Inner Dominatrix, the show that lets you step into your bold, sexy, fun-filled life. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to tell your friends about it. And if you're ready to own your inner dominatrix, then hop over to my website, innerdominatrix.com and let's have a conversation to get you rocking your bold, sexy, fun-filled life.